soundtrack for Daydreams was how Trent Reznor pitched Nine Inch Nails' sixth studio album and first independent release, Ghost 1-4. The album, consisting of four EPs, truly was a soundtrack featuring 36 untitled instrumental tracks, known only by their track listing and corresponding EP. Adding to the peculiar nature of this release was the fact that it was licensed under a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial share-alike license, allowing anyone to use the track for non-commercial purposes. The Creative Commons license enabled up-and-coming Dutch record producer Young Keo to practice his craft in 2018 and release a catchy instrumental track sampling 34 Ghosts 4, which notably features a banjo in the introduction. Young Keo's track was sold for 30 US dollars to a young rapper in Georgia through the site BeatStars. Though technically a violation of the Creative Commons license, the $30 exchange would prove to be small beans compared to what happened next. On a porch in his sister's house in Georgia, would-be famous rapper Lil Nas X was on his last legs. He had dropped out of college, left his parents' home, and was soon to be kicked out of his sister's home, where he had been focusing on promoting his music and little else. Sitting on that porch and listening to the soundtrack of Daydream's inspired beat, Lil Nas X dreamed of his own escape from his situation, as a lonesome cowboy on a dusty trail. The opening line came to Lil Nas X during his porch meditation, and he wrote out the rest of the lyrics over the next few weeks. In a single recording and editing session, Lil Nas X completed what would become one of the biggest songs of all time, despite being under two minutes in length. The single started its journey to success through Lil Nas X's own guerrilla promotion techniques, using TikTok to craft the Yeehaw Challenge, wherein TikTokers would record short videos using the song as the soundtrack. If you were alive in 2019, you know the rest of the story from here. The single took the Billboard charts by storms following a re-release after Lil Nas X signed with Columbia Records. The song dominated the Billboard country charts until the racist fucks at Billboard took it off for not being country enough. Billy Ray Cyrus swooped in to save the day with a remix, and although the song never re-entered the Billboard country chart, it did something far greater. It broke the record for time spent at the top of the Billboard Hot 100 with an impressive 19 consecutive week reign. As for the Nine Inch Nails connection, Reznor's management team informed him of the wildly popular single and its unauthorized sample. Reznor detailed his response in an interview with Rolling Stone. Quote, Look, I'm fine with it. I get how stuff goes. They're not saying they didn't sample it. Just work it out, but don't be a roadblock to this. Reznor went on to say that Lil Nas X did a, quote, good job and that the song was, quote, undeniably hooky. That's right. We're talking Old Town Road by Lil Nas X on Cover Me. That's right, it's Cover Me, the only podcast that compares famous songs to their many cover versions to find out which one has the horses in the back. I'm your host as always, The Snake, joined by my bull riding co-host. <laughs> Alex Mildenberger. Alex Mildenberger, what's going on? Oh, you know, the horses, they're just in the back. I got the horses uh, in the back. <laughs> um, and that, I mean, that's, that's it. That's all. Yeah. I'm going to be saying that line to the day I die, because as Reznor said, it is undeniably hooky. And and with the southern drawl he puts on it, I got the horses in the back. Come on. It's money. Uh, it is money, and it has it truly proven is. to be money. Absolutely. <laughs> um, we're talking about something so far out of our, our typical reach. Not only is it, you know, released within the last three years. But it is country and hip-hop. Country trap is the official genre listing. Right, right. Um, we are not 
typically representative of those those genres fan bases. No, not really. Not really. Um, uh, but like it was still, it was popular, and we like lived through its popularity. Yeah, and it was very, it was all, like all encompassing enough that I, I didn't seek it out, but it was everywhere. I heard the song so much in that period. Yeah, and it's such a short single that I was like, "There's no way I know like anything about that song." But even knowing just horses in the back, you know about twenty percent of the song. Like it's yeah. so short. <laughs> Um, worth noting, it is the shortest single since, I think, 1960... 60-something, where I am Henry VIII, I am, by, uh... Where the fuck did that? Um, I have no idea. You might know that song. Must be so. I know the song, Henry I do. VIII? I do yeah, the Henry VIII, I am by Herman's Hermits. Oh, really? It's Herman's Hermits, eh? Yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't know it was short, but it's kind of the same as this. Like, I don't think I've ever heard the original song of that. Yeah. I've but just you heard know it, it and you know the sung. second verse, same as the first. Henry the Eighth, I am, I am, Henry the etc. Etc. Got married to the widow next door. She's been married seven times before. Times before. And all that. Yeah. So that that is the next, and it, I think it's the fifth shortest single of all time. So is that, that's the original? Yeah, because the... The, yeah, we got to talk about that because even the Billboard charting is kind of the amalgam of the song, right? Both the original and the remix are being it's both, compounded. Eh? Okay. Because, yes, that was, I mean, the story, like you said, it was removed from country charts and then that sort of got it some recognition, which led to Billy Ray Cyrus recording of, of Yeah. This. And then from Billy Ray Cyrus on there, so there is four official remixes of this, including the Billy Ray Cyrus edition. Um, and I guess the purpose of the latter ones was to basically to keep it on the charts to try and break this record, which it succeeded in doing. And they're all like combined in terms of numbers. Um, I'm not sure if it's combined in terms of numbers or if simply releasing new remixes then led people back to the, to the, the Billy Ray Cyrus version. Because oh, yeah. that's or the one that popular. ultimately remains in the popular consciousness, right? Yeah, absolutely. It's got the video, you know? That's right. The movie, in fact. Oh, right, the movie. Yeah, and this is just such a, like, modern example of music making in the 21st century. Yeah, reading the story, it's like, he bought a beat on the internet and then, like, wrote a verse in his bedroom and recorded it and edited it, you know? Yeah. Which happens a lot, obviously, but yeah, it's definitely like a modern story. Yeah, and then that beat was sampled from a, a 2008 album of instrumentals. True, like he, he used a sample, didn't even know it was a sample. Like Exactly. And I didn't either until researching this week. So This week, yeah. Because I, yeah, don't listen to like obscure-ish Nine Inch Nails albums. That must no. be one of the more obscure ones, right? Yeah, I think so. Particularly given it's just dark ambient music for yeah, without like tracks. names. Yeah, so, yeah, it is. Um, yeah, like yeah. pulling from strange places. It's a sort of like time is a flat circle. Like when Nine Inch Nails released two thousand eight album, they unwittingly made Old Town Road. Fucking twelve years later, eleven years later. It's uh, it's very strange, and even the promotional arc it takes is so beyond the what what we think of of as the standard, right? Right. Apparently, it's very based on like social media, mm-hmm, and became so popular through there 
that radio stations, since they usually pull their stuff from record labels, and uh, Lil Nas X was not signed to a record label, they had to download it off YouTube to right, put it like on there. Right, it off YouTube. Yeah. Some, I, I assume, shitty MP3. And it's like, yeah, we've all done that. Yeah, oh yeah. It was, <laughs> it's funny to think that, yeah, massive radio stations have to do what I did when I was 14. Yeah, where do we get this <laughs> song from? this youtube video that like cuts the intro off <laughs> yeah it has like a, you know some audio interference in it <laughs> yeah just uh just a really unique piece of uh and international too this was made by a dutch record producer true the beat yeah and they like haven't met or at least yeah. last i read they hadn't met they Maybe hadn't met what happened then. was is That's once hilarious. young keo started seeing the song on TikTok, he reached out to uh, Lil Nas X. It's like, I can help promote this if you just put that it was produced by Young Keo in the, on the track name so I can get a little, you know, a little cut for myself. And so it kind of promoted that way. Because Young Keo is in the music video along with, of course, a lot of famous people like Chris Rock. So I, did, I took a quote. Does that mean that they did meet? I'm not sure. What's the quote? I, I'm trying to remember where I saw it. Let me see if I can find it. I would be shocked if these two haven't met since. At this point, yeah. There was a quote I read. It was like, yeah, we haven't met yet. Oh, here we go. Okay, it's on Genius. So I don't know when it was. Right. But it's verified commentary from Lil Nas X. And the question is, how did you link up with Young Keo? And he said, I just found it on YouTube. I didn't even meet him. And it says, we still haven't met. But they've communicated through Instagram. And I don't know um, when this was and if it's still accurate. Yeah, because they obviously both appeared in the Old Town Road music video, and while it's possible they shot on different days, it would seem weird to not like meet each other for the video, right? Yeah, I actually I don't know which one's Young Keo, but we'll go through the video. At some we'll point. go through the video and we'll we'll piece it together. Um, yeah, just a gnarly success story here for what is an insanely simple song. Yeah, uh, let's talk about these lyrics, Alex. Yeah. And we'll use the remix as the kind of bass <clears throat> version here, but, you know, it's pretty easy to note what wasn't in the original. It's the Billy Ray Cyrus verse. Yeah. That's, that's about it, right? Yeah. So we start out with the chorus, actually, or at least what uh, Genius calls the chorus. I guess it is the chorus. This one's tough because there's like a chorus and a refrain, and those are similar concepts in my head. Yeah, especially if the refrain is detached. Yes. Um. But, yeah, I don't know. They're, they're, they're repeated segments, and there's two different ones. Yes. So the first one is, I'm going to take my horse to the Old Town Road. I'm going to ride till I can't no more. I'm going to take my horse to the Old Town Road. I'm going to ride till I can't no more. Kyo, Kyo. Kyo, Kyo, which, of course, is Young Kyo. That's the producer. That's, yeah, I your producer that signature. That was in there anyway. Yeah. They just fit the chorus to before that. And, of course... Uh, no, no, I'm not going to mention that. That's getting ahead of myself. A horse, talk about the instrumentation. Ridiculous. Yeah. And of horse. Ridiculous, Alex. Um, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Like, like, like you were saying before, the, the premise of the song is this sort of... I mean, I'm going to compare it to Cowboy Song now. It's this sort of imagined, like, fantasy of cowboy hood. Yeah, he is truly, as we'll see, the Hollywood cowboy in yeah. both the, the old-timey and modern sense of what Hollywood and cowboys represent. <laughs> 
Yeah, so like that's just the intro and like that was his like trying to get away. You go to the to the old like your hometown or whatever, the old town road. That's kind of what it represents here. Yeah, and that was so this was the first line he figured out. And he was gonna rap it originally, but then he sang it and said, Well, this sounds way cooler. So I'm gonna take my horse to the old town road. I'm gonna ride till I can't no more. And that's yeah, you're real romantic. I'm just gonna ride into the sunset. Yeah. I'll stop when I can't go no further. And he originally pictured it as a sort of escape, but in later, as he kept writing the song, he was like, well, I'm going to actually try to frame this more as like a, you know, a success thing, like riding out, not to escape, but riding out to, to get what's yours kind of thing, which we'll see more so in verse two. Mm. But in verse one, he tells us kind of what he's got. He's, it's a kind of real, I'm a simple man. Here's what I have. I've got the horses in the back. Horse tack is attached. Hat is matte black, or matty black. Got the boots that's black to match. Riding on a horse, huh? You can whip your porch. Porsche, rather. I've been in the valley. You ain't been up off that porch now. Riding Porsche with porch? Pretty good. <laughs> um, so, yeah, horses in the back. Um, the back of what? I guess the back of where he <laughs> lives? Yeah, I mean, he's just, like, describing, like, cowboy stuff, right? Like, yeah. setting the scene. Um, and he's all dressed in black too. Mm-hmm. But it's also like the sort of crux of the song, which sort of is combining this cowboy stuff with things that are maybe more associated with, um, hip hop. Yeah. And that sort of modern, like, uh, wealthy, wealth flaunting hip hop. Yeah. The sort of pop hip hop vein. Um, but actually here, I, it sounds like he's saying like, I got my horse. I don't know exactly what whipping uh whipping your porsche means you can i mean i think he's saying you can do that but it's useless like because like if i whip my horse i get results (laughs) right he seems to be like saying hey horse better than expensive car Mm -hmm. because he's a cowboy like you 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 know do whatever with your porsche i don't need that because i'm on the old town road that's what yeah. I get out of it, but I don't know if I can back that up. Yeah, he's sort of, I think he is, um, you know, speaking to the values of his, his country life. He's got, you know, what he has is a matte black hat, boots that are black to match. It's worth mentioning, uh, you know, the, the classic movie symbology of black hat cowboys, typically outlaws, right? Mm, yeah. So he's p- painting himself on the outside already. He's already painted himself in the chorus as a, a guy who's going to be a loner and take his horse and ride till he can't no more. Classic cowboy imagery. Um, horse tack is attached. We know that he knows to attach a horse tack. <laughs> attack. <laughs> that's a uh, that's good horse care, I imagine. At least in terms of riding. I mean, the horse tack must be important. You leave it on mm-hmm. so you can ride whenever. I think. Yeah, I think I think that's correct. I don't know. You see, we're not country boys. We don't know this kind of stuff. <laughs> I got a couple of city slickers here. Couple of city slickers. Um, yeah, he's saying you can whip your porch. Porsche. I keep saying porch because I see the CH in there. Um, I've been in the value ain't been up that porch. He's kind of saying like, yeah, you can have your comfortable Porsche, but I've been out here in you know in the streets, so to speak, in the valley, like out living in the real a, world. out in the land. Yeah, living off the land, experiencing life or whatever. Yeah, and he says you ain't been off off that porch. You're living soft. You're soft, son. City slicker, as it were. City slicker. Yeah, it's it really is like a call out to city slicker um, hip hop with your fancy cars. He says, listen, I've got a horse and some cool clothes. That's all I need. Um, I'm out here living life while you're just sitting there 
doing fuck all. And then he accidentally interpolates uh, Kanye West here. Oh. Um, off the track. It's off of graduation. Ha ha, you can't tell me nothing. Uh-uh, you can't tell me nothing. Yes, I, I don't know what, what song it is. I forget the name of it. It is... But I'm pretty sure, like, just saying... He answers to no one, basically. Exactly. Can't nobody. And he's sort of speaking to his own scenario where he was at odds with his parents who didn't want him to pursue a career in music. And I guess with his sister who was getting ready to boot his ass out the door. Yeah. Um, the song is Can't Tell Me Nothing by Kanye West, huh. which Lil Nas X notes in the, in the Genius annotations, which he did his own annotations here. Another sign of a very modern song. Yep. Uh, he says, um, he's like, oh, didn't Kanye do that? He's, yeah, he says, wait, Kanye did use this exact line, but it wasn't an interpolation of the song or nothing, but everybody knows the song, of course, he says. So he, he acknowledges that it, it is like an accidental. Uh, yeah, accidental add. borrowing. Yeah. Um, and then it's weird because verse one, like we said, kind of reads as a dismissal of the, the materialistic life for experience in, in horse riding. Right. But then we come to verse two, which drops a lot of name brands and uh, yeah, kind of bleeds into that Hollywood, like, you know, bigwig lifestyle. Yeah. But with a country, you know, twist on it. Yeah. Once we get into verse two, it almost is like, um, like he's just kind of like listing stereotypes almost, but like combining again, once again, combining this like country and hip hop side. Um, so he's talking mm -hmm. about lean and he's talking yeah. about like cheating. Which kind of, I think, could apply to both. Um, and, like, riding yeah. bulls. Uh, and, yeah. But, like, at this point, the song almost feels like... Um, like, you know, Bo Burnham does his, like, pandering country song bit. Right. Um, where he pretty explicitly, later on, is just, like, um, let's say, making fun of, like, modern country music. To the right. point where he even has a line where he shouts, y'all dumb motherfuckers want a key change. Um, <laughs> so this reminded me of that, but it's like an earnest version of that. Like, it's just, he's talking about, like, these cliches, kind of. Mm-hmm. These but, sort of signifiers of success, yeah. but also cliches of the, you know, the lifestyle. Yeah. And then, but it's more like... Like I said, it's more earnest. Like it, it feels more like Gen Z over millennial. Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. In the way it uses irony, if yeah. that makes sense. He said, uh, Lil Nas X says on the uh, annotations, he says the second verse is where I'm in this better lifestyle. So he's kind of, it's kind of an imagined future based on these uh, sort of ideas that are presented to us through the mainstream. I have me a brand new tractor. I'm on some lean. And he, and he goes on to say, not trying to endorse that, by the way, but I'm in a higher place now. <laughs> and so on the cheated on my baby line, he specifically says, it's what you see a lot in Hollywood is adultery, all that. Um, so he, yeah, he's pulling on his idea of what it means to be successful, or at least what's been presented to us by the media. And that's having the, the wherewithal, as it were, the means to, to freely cheat and be like, yeah, go ask her. I fucking cheated on her. Yeah, of course I did. No problem. But it's like, it's funny because it's combining kind of two, like he's talking about tractor first, so we got our country, and then like lean that is more associated with yeah, that's very hip hop associated. So you know you kind of get this clash of both in most cases, and it's very amusing. 
Yeah, I guess even, yeah, like, bull riding in boobies is, like, country, and, I mean, like, hip-hop videos are known for objectifying women, yeah. you know, quite frequently, so that's, like, the marriage of those two. Um, yeah, and of course, what's funny about bull riding boobies is shortly after the song came out in June, so I guess not that shortly after, but, you know, once the song was kind of in its peak, he said he came out as gay. So Lil Nas X mm-hmm. is gay, but celebrating boobies in this, uh, in this song of his, which is kind of funny. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it fits like the, I guess the character of the verse anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. His, again, the, it's the idea of what success is presented through yeah. the streams of country and rap. Um, cowboy hat from Gucci Wrangler on my booty. So name brand equipment instead of his matte black hat and, and boots. Yeah, Wrangler's not like equivalent to Gucci, though, is it? Is- no, this is maybe similar to the you know Chucks on your feet, Yves Saint Laurent, right on on your top. This is the uptown funkifying of style. Of uh, yeah, so fancy but also casual. Yeah, I mean you gotta have the jeans if you're a cowboy. Yeah, and Wrangler is iconic Western jeans, so he's yeah, like that's you know true. he's in it now. He can get the name brand Western jeans. He's not wearing some bullshit. And then we go back to the refrain, back to the chorus, and that's really the original version. Mm-hmm. But since the remix is what took this to the top, let's, I think we should include that as sort of part of talking about the original. Because I feel like those two versions are strongly linked more than anything yes. else. Because so that's input what makes the actual music video. We get our input from Billy Ray, Billy Cyrus, Ray Cyrus, who apparently, um, like Lil Nas X pleaded to Twitter to get Billy Ray Cyrus on the track. He's like, I picture Billy Ray on this. Twitter helped me out, and then Billy Ray caught word of it and was like, yeah, all right, I'll be on this. Also, apparently, and I think this is also a funny Gen Z thing, is that Lil Nas X knew of Billy Ray Cyrus, not because of, of course, his prominent country music career, but from Hannah Montana, the children's TV show. (laughs) I mean, that's why I knew Billy Ray Cyrus. That's why I knew his name. (laughs) That's, yeah, me too, in all fairness. But, like, I had heard Achy Breaky Heart before that, because we did line dancing in gym class. Of course. But you know, in gym class, they weren't like, and coming up next, Icky Breaky Heart by, by Billy, Billy Ray yeah, Cyrus. No one said Billy Ray Cyrus. So when that came up, like, I knew the name from the show and like said it to my parents, I think, one time, and they were like, the Icky Breaky Heart guy. And I was like, really? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's the daughter who does music. They're like, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Although they, it's like four, they have like four or five kids, or he has four or five kids, and I think they all do music stuff. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. Like, if you me. look, if you check out his Wikipedia page, I'm not going to get into it now, but only one of them is is Miley. But yeah, we're, we're talking pretty much country and music industry royalty descending to yeah, the look. Yeah, but also, like, weird, because he's kind of, as far as I know, a one-hit wonder. Yeah. Like, he's not this massively successful across generations a country artist, as far as I know. No, like, like he, he had one shit. pretty big hit and then, like, kind of tried to capitalize off his his child's popularity and it didn't really work. Yeah, he's more businessman than he yeah. is. Uh, <laughs> than he is really, like, a music icon. You are right. Because he has later stuff that came out that has been panned critically, I'm pretty sure. But, yeah, yeah, having achy, breaky heart under your, your belt kind of makes you... You know, it opens doors. Yeah, I guess it was enough of a hit. Mm-hmm. But yeah, very strange uh, character. But I mean, here's another hit for him, I guess. Yeah, here's another hit. And um, he adds a verse that, of course, like a lot of when we talked about uh, the song that would go on to top the charts after this bad guy, 
mm-hmm. um, where Justin Bieber went on to do a guest first. It feels like in the same vein of that, where they get the idea of like, well, let's talk about being flashy and rich. And that is what this verse does. Uh, though he does uh, kind of harken back to to wanting to get back onto the trail again. So there is a bit of this idea of getting caught up in the... In the fame or, or in just the fame, success. The, yeah, the, uh, the excess of it all. The and city then, slicking life. Yeah, and having in the back of your head this memory of the old town road. Yeah, which kind of brings it like taking back to the chorus, which is, you know, taking your horse to the old town road and just riding. Yeah. And honestly... Also is related to some of the themes we talked about in like Western Stars, <laughs> the Bruce Springsteen <laughs> yeah. album. So that's right. I yeah. mean, which is pretty, uh, you know, tied with that like cowboy, the like cowboy themes, which come up a lot in Western Stars too. Absolutely, and yeah, the in Western Stars you get the idea of the Hollywood cowboy versus actual cowboys because he talks about going down to the border where there is like real, and of course it is Mexicans who are, you know, actually living what is the real cowboy life, right. But uh, you want to hear more about that, listen to our two-hour, two-and-a-half-hour, probably, <laughs> Western Stars episode. Um, let's talk about this verse, though. Hat down, cross town, living like a rock star. Spent a lot of money on my brand-new guitar. Baby's got a habit. Diamond rings and Fendi sports bras. Riding down Rodeo in my Maserati sports car. Got no stress. I've been through all that. I'm like a Marlboro man, so I kick on back. Wish I could roll on back to that old town road. I want to ride till I can't no more. Yeah, he's describing a lot of like I had to look up Fendi, but you know they're they're a fashion brand that a fashion is expensive, brand. I guess, or maybe yeah. like it seems weird because I've never heard of them, like, but I feel like like expensive name brand underwear is kind of just an excessive thing generally, right? Yeah, right, because nobody's gonna see that. Yeah, or but you feel yeah. it. Yeah, it's just like under the surface. So. Yeah, he's describing his new life of excess. He spends money on things that he maybe wouldn't have spent a lot of money on. I mean, yeah, even I, before, we, he was talking about, like, I got my horse, whatever, you take your Porsche. Yeah. But now he's got his Maserati. Yeah. Although it's not necessarily the same character, but anyway. Yeah, it is uh, it is interesting. Apparently, just the name drop of Maserati, so the song, you know, of course, took off, made a lot of money. Um, and then Lil Nas X bought Billy Ray Cyrus a Maserati as, like, a thank you for <laughs> being in this. I mean, if if you have enough cash, yeah, <laughs> fuck, like that's you that's might crazy. as well, like that's a pretty good thank you gift, honestly. I mean, yeah, a lot. I think it's funny here in the genius notation annotations. Somebody's like, yeah, uh, Billy Ray Cyrus is left-handed, so the guitars cost a little more. I'm like, I don't think that's what he's talking about. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Spent a lot of money on my brand new guitar because I'm left-handed and they're <laughs> more expensive. I am left-handed. Uh, maybe not. Maybe not. Um, we name drop Rodeo Drive, which is a famous street in Beverly Hills. Oh, yeah, I guess I didn't pick up on that. I was like, yeah, Rodeo, like Cowboys. Yeah, I think that's more so the reason for it, though. Or maybe it's the, you know, the spot between those two where Beverly Hills is a rich place. Oh, um, I didn't but even also notice he was Rodeo, playing his like guitar Rodeo. left-handed. Sorry, I just went to the music video. I'm like, yeah, he is left-handed. Wow. He is left-handed. Crazy. Um, Marlboro Man, famous slogan of theirs is kick on back. I had yeah. to Google it, but that is. Okay. I always confuse Marlboro Man with, the, uh, with Joe Camel. Just because oh. he's a, a cooler mascot. Well, I one's guess. a camel and one's a cowboy. One, one's a man, yeah. <laughs> um, I guess, yeah, the other thing is like relaxing with a cigarette. That's a thing, right? Mm-hmm. For cowboys? Might oh, cowboys yeah, might that's. Do? Oh, pff. you ever see that old Tom and Jerry cartoon where he, he rolls up the cigarette and smokes it? 
and uses uh you tom does it he uses jerry to like lick the paper closed yeah i've seen that is he like and he lights it with his gun he shoots yes he shoots lights it with his gun, gun. does he smoke yeah. the whole thing in a single yeah drag? he smokes it down yeah. to the filter in a single drag yeah i've seen that yeah so there it's a pretty classic image um, and then, of course, so apparently there was a, a place called Old Town Bridge in uh, in uh, Billy Ray Cyrus's past in his youth, where he would, uh, you know, hang out there. And, and apparently in Argility, Kentucky. So he used to perform there a lot. And I, I think I read that he used to play there like as a child. But so him harking sure. back to the old town road is making him think, of course, his earlier career, his earlier life. So there's a bit of like genuine nostalgia in that line. Yeah, I mean, as much as we rag on these country guys, sometimes they do often come from, you know, uh, the country. <laughs> yeah, they are straight up, you know, just or like rural a, dudes, a small town. Yeah, rural stuff. So like. Yeah. Yeah, so that's the lyrics of the original plus the Billy Ray Cyrus verse, which I think is kind of the the true original, as it were. It's the one that has been, you know, remembered or will be remembered. Definitely, definitely. Although there are several other remixes, there are we, several we'll other remixes, and we will talk about them. First, let's talk about the instrumentation, which makes up most of the remixes. Anyway, there are yeah. some mild changes as we kind of flip through them. Mm-hmm. But and like it's not that much. Like there's the banjo intro, mm-hmm. which is just like a really slow strumming of I, I think just like small intervals, and that's bling, what's taken bling, from bling, the Nine Inch Nails bling. song. Yeah, that's the Nine Inch Nails sample. Um, and he just kind of like does stuff over that at the first part, right? Like there's just kind of like some <laughs> yeah, some some oos, a little yeah, a little vocalization. And like, kind of, sort of hums the some of the tune. Dun, dun, like, dun, yeah, dun. not much. And then um, does the first verse like the banjo picks up a little bit. Yeah, but it's still pretty, still pretty sparse. There. Yeah, it's it's like a gentle uh, a trot. Apparently, the song is at a a speed of sixty eight beats per minute, which feels about right. Just pretty slow. That is very slow. That's almost just one <laughs> one beat per second, which yeah. is slow. <laughs> And uh, he's got the horses in the back. Yeah, I got the horses. So yeah, that's where things kick up again. So and we kind of step away from the banjo, but keep the progression from uh, Thirty Four Ghost Four. Yeah, there's still a little bit of banjo, but like now we this is where we get like the trap beat. There's yeah. that like big eight oh eight stuff going on. You get those really yeah. like boom, 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 and then some higher like going really fast and like. Not irregularly, but like it definitely feels that way sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, um and talking yeah, about we've talked about attitude sense. on Uptown Funk. I think he manages to put in a good attitude, particularly with that riding on a horse, huh? Like, riding on a horse. Ha huh. you can whip your horse. Which you I mean is partially just for like flow and rhyming purposes. Yeah. Um and and of course he does like an accent, right? Yeah, he really throws on the draw, which being from Georgia probably comes in pretty naturally. I guess so. But as far as I know, he doesn't talk like that the rest I don't of the think, time. Yeah, exactly. I think he's probably been around enough people who have that exact voice that it comes to him pretty easy. Mm-hmm. 
But yeah, definitely, yeah, that kind of like rural southern United States accent. Yeah, and you can tell the difference because he doesn't draw on the chorus, the Take My Horse to the Old Town Road. That's true. Or Can't Nobody Tell Me Nothing. Yeah. Um, and really, that's <laughs> like that's it for instrumentation. Yeah. Like, does it like the refrains maybe a little different? Like, there's more banjo. Like they yeah, and he goes he a little back a out to that more echoey voice. Like, can mm-hmm. nobody tell me? Nothing. Right, he kind of has a higher register voice for the refrain in the chorus, and then lower for the verses. Yeah, where it's like closer. I don't know where we draw the line at rapping versus singing. Yeah, there is a. Sometimes it's hard uh, to. I think the verses are definitely wrapped. I think the refrain's kind of sung. Can't yeah. nobody tell me nothing. You can't that makes tell sense. me. It's kind of like yeah. singing voice versus rapping voice. But there's yeah. quite a spread. To the point where I was first like, is it the same guy? Maybe not. Yeah, you're there's only like, one on, person who, who is this? But, on this yeah. first track. So. And then from there, uh, we kind of just exit out on the that instrumental again that boom 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 we fade out it's been a minute and 53 seconds yeah not even two minutes long it uh, almost feels just like kind of a proof of concept yeah a demo as one might call it um yeah right a demo it it definitely has that feel to it um although i don't necessarily know what you would add i guess another verse by billy yeah I, like really you just want a little extra time because I like Trent Trent Reznor said it's hooky as hell. It's you yeah. know, but like both the can both the chorus and the refrain both get stuck in my head and have been in my head all week. Yep. I mean And of course the I've first verse, I got the horses, horses in the back. back. I got the horses in the back. And then I always yeah. forget horse tack is attached though. Horse so I, is attached. we say stuff like yeah, horses smoking crack. The first line. Yeah. <laughs> Fun. Um, there was a music video released for this. It's literally just oh, Red shit. Dead Redemption Two footage. Oh, is it? Yeah, he I just stitched it together to that. So you'll get gameplay footage, some cutscenes. It's not really worth talking beyond that, but it is funny that he is like, that okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put this together. How to do something? How do mm-hmm. I get like horses? <laughs> yeah, just to and to see the flow from what's a, a video game music video to eventually a full on movie is quite interesting. Yeah. So I think it's just worth it really noting exploded. that that exists. Yeah. Um, so the, the Billy Ray remix, sort of the definitive version of the song. Yeah, I'm gonna take my horse through the old town road. I'm gonna ride till I can't no more. I'm gonna take my horse through the old town road. I'm gonna ride till I can't no more. Mm-hmm. Adds Billy Ray's vocals to the intro instead of Lil Nas X for that chorus. Yes, he does the first chorus. Which is like the big distinction. Um, of course, we get the Billy Ray verse, which serves as a sort of breakdown, I think. Yeah, it kind of cuts back down to the intro stuff, more or less, mm-hmm. at least close to it. Um, and then when he does his thing, and then it picks up again. He's got his sort of, you know, split verse breakdown for the first half, picks up in the second. Yeah, that's exactly right. And we're going to see But like the rest of it's the same. Cover. Well, with one, ex- with well, one exception, exception. The whistling at the end, yeah. right? The new, it's like, just throw another hook in there. Don't know where that came from. But I've said before, yeah, whistling, I'm on board. I'm on board. Yeah, I think it, and it, it, yeah, it turns that fade out ending into a little more, it's what takes it from a demo to a complete track almost. It's like, here's your ending. It's, yeah, you can it definitely tell it's feels more complete. Maybe that's just because it's the version I know most, but it is weird going back and being like, wait a minute. 
is the whistle not there? And it's yeah. not. It like just comes in a bit at the end. Yeah, it's barely there, but it really just like ties it all up, ties it together, man. To the point where like other other versions are like based around that just that whistle. Yeah. Because it's, it's a good quality sound. So that is the definitive version. And it, of course, yeah. has a music video. Yeah, but there's not much more to say about it because it really just adds a few things on. Tax, if you will. Horse tax. Horse tax. I'm always paying horse tax. Paying horse tax. Ah. Government um, trying to tax my horses. Trying to tax my horses. So they make a movie for Old Town Road. It's like a short movie. It's directed by, I think his name's Calmatic. And he has done, yeah, directed by Cal Matic. It says at the start of, because the, they treat it like a movie. So it's five minutes long as opposed to the two and a half minutes that the original song is. Yeah. And I mean, there's a music video version as well that's just the song. That's just the, the song. Without the movie parts. But without it's the, the same parts. footage. Same footage. Mostly. There's like one small difference I noticed, but it's not significant. Okay. I like didn't even bother watching. one thing a little bit later. Uh, okay. Um, so it opens up in the year 1889 on the Old Town Road. It's, it's just a location. And Lil Nas X is riding a horse um, with, a, with a, just a bag with a dollar sign on it. Dollar sign bag. Very nice. And riding away from the sheriff, Chris Rock, and mm-hmm. some other guys who may be of note, but I don't, I don't know <laughs> don't who recognize they are. Because <laughs> uh, there are some bit like, there's names I recognize but in the credits, but no way I can put them to a face. But this is like yeah. a pretty big collaboration of people so i mean chris rock is there so <laughs> yeah chris freaking rock is there for some reason and so he stops the horses and then the guy's like oh, i'm just flabbergasted why did we stop and chris rock says when you see a black man on a horse going that fast you just gotta let him fly and then and they fly yeah and they fly and he meets up with billy ray cyrus who is his partner in crime and billy ray's like no it's cool we'll we'll hide out here uh at this like hillbilly's hut and Lil Nas X is like, I don't know, last time I was here, they didn't treat me too kindly. He's like, don't worry, dog, you're with me now. Which I think is an allusion to the uh, the billboard dispute. Oh, Billy, yeah. Billy Ray being like, it's country now, baby, I'm here. Right. And then this hillbilly was warned of their presence by his daughter, and he comes out, starts shooting. And Lil Nas X runs and jumps into this like mine tunnel, this mine shaft that is yeah. nearby. <laughs> and, and comes trans- out in present day, yeah, 2019. Transfers him to 2019. Um, people are confused, it's, so it becomes a fish out of water tail, and he's, I think, in California. That's my guess. Uh, I, I mean, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. It would be the right, it's like the southwest United States, probably. Yeah. Because that would be where the frontier would have been, right? Yeah, I suppose so. It could also be in Georgia, because that's where he's from, but True. I would, yeah, I I would expect actually, 1889, yeah. a more developed... Uh, you know, I don't know. There. Yeah, I don't know what Georgia was like in 1889. <laughs> Nor do I. Um, but these kids kind of love him. They see him and they're like, oh, that's cool. But the, the older people in the neighborhood are like, what is with this man in a cowboy getup? Right. Because he's just like sauntering through the town. That's not the word for slowly riding a horse, but he's on a horse. Is the point. Yeah, he's on a horse, you know, doing a little trot. Uh, and funnily enough, he's not wearing a matte black hat and black cowboy boots, which I thought was a missed opportunity true especially because it says it in the song and only because it says in the song um in fact but yeah everyone's kind of like confused by him and then uh there's a brief dance-off where he tries to like line dance in his dance-off 
that's right. He just like starts doing a line dance in front of this house. And then this young girl comes up and does, of course, some modern dancing. And then that's fun. And then he gets into a next thing you know, he is in a street race with a car. Yeah. Which <laughs> like he's he, on the horse. Yeah. And then he like wins. He wins. Because of course he does, and then the guy's like, "I don't know, I, I know you cheated." <laughs> he's making up all these excuses as he pays him out. It's really funny. Yeah. Uh, and then they look back. We cut back, and that dancing girl from before is now doing the same dance, but on top of the horse. And then, yeah, that it's it's funny. Like, I mean, it's a music video, and they yeah. just like stop every once in a while to like do a comedy bit. Like, it yeah, it's on. Um, it's a very funny music video with like a clear narrative, clear jokes in there. Um, I've seen other videos directed by Calmatic. He does Bubbling by Anderson Pac, where basically in that video, this ATM just starts shooting out money and Pac just like steals it and goes about town like throwing money around. It's very funny. <laughs> Which is kind of also what happens now. I mean, he won the street race, won a bunch of money, and then goes and like glitzes out his his cowboy gear so that's now right. he does he, have a black hat that's right and and the wrangler on the jeans or whatever he's all it's like a like all glamour style he's got like rhinestones and shit on him yeah and then billy ray shows up who must have appeared he must have ran through the tunnel after him because he's still young and not a hundred some odd years old yeah and he had the dollar sign bag so he's, yeah, he's got also the money. wealthy so yeah, they're super wealthy now because that's old timey cash and where do they go? The bingo hall. The bingo hall. And, and they jam. Interrupt it. He's got his expensive guitar. Everyone looks at him. Someone wins a bingo. Yeah, and they just like hang out at the bingo. They jam on the stage. There's a washboard guy. They do some square dancing like it's high school gym class. Um, they pose in front of this little sign that says Old Town. It's like a little backdrop for a photo shoot. And that's it. Like, that's pretty much it. Yeah. It's pretty amusing vi- music video. <laughs> I think it's a great music video. Yeah. And I like, think the way that the sound is, uh, you know, cuts and comes back in is actually pretty expertly woven into the, to the, the whole movie, as it were. Like the way it um, trans, uh, transitions between, yeah. the, like, bit, com- like, acting-ish bits and the yeah. music parts. And the music parts. I think yeah, it's well done. It's not like jarring or anything, so. No. Very smooth. Um, very cool. Lots of celebrity appearances. Um, and let me tell you this, the celebrity appearances don't stop. Because we're going to get into these professional remixes. Or the, the official remixes. Starting yeah. with Diplo. Is yeah, the first official remix. Yeah, I'm going to take my horse to the old town road. I'm going to Ride till I can't no more I'm gonna take my horse to the old town road I'm gonna ride till I can't no more I guess, um, DJ, songwriter, producer Did we talk about him? Diplo? Um, Sounds familiar, but I can't, I can't remember He's certainly a familiar name uh, He might have done a I mean, he probably would have done a remix of something <laughs> He's probably done some other remixes than this one, right? Yeah Anyway, yeah, he's a, he's a DJ guy he is a DJ from, guy. From Los Angeles. Los Angeles. Um, um, yeah. yeah. 
And this um, yeah. one feels... Yeah, um, yeah, is how I feel about basically the next three versions we're going to talk about here. They're kind of amusing. I mean, I guess this first one is more different. Like, it's a remix and, like, it replaces the beat. It basically mm-hmm. takes the whistle part and then incorporates that into, like, the main part of the of the song. Yeah, and then ups the frequency of that banjo hit. So it's dun, dun, it dun, 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 dun. Yeah, and it feels faster too. I don't know if it's sped up or not. I think I'm not maybe sure. a bit, but like it's it's not much. But it but feels yeah, faster definitely. because of the beat under it now. Yeah, the driving beat, the aggressive hand claps that come yeah. in with the the chorus, and, and like, the the underlying. I don't I don't know how to describe what the the synth in the back is doing, but it's like a don't 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 kind of like an Bum, bum, bum. So it goes from the the that eighth notes to this like ending. It's like two distinct parts. That's all I can give you for it. Okay. Yeah. You hear it in the back there. It's like kind of goes from like distinct notes to like maybe just like adjusting the frequency with a mod wheel or something. Like yeah, that. something like that. Yeah. Um. There's good builds on this. Like you said, he turns that whistle into a hook throughout the song. Yeah, it's not the whole song, but it comes up quite a bit. Yeah. Compared to the original, where it's just a bit at the end. Yeah. But the, my, I guess my whole thing with this is it just feels like, given how commercial this song became so quickly, you had to have a dance version of it, right? Yeah. This one, I I, I think I'm about to say something similar. It it feels like less interesting and unique. Mm-hmm. Like it it takes the banjo part out and it's just like, let's do some, some synthy things for dancing. It's like, yeah, that's what I would have expected the song to be in the first place, but it's not, and it's more interesting because of that. Exactly, right? Um, it draws although it does an... use, you know, it uses some strong hooks, because the original song has some strong hooks, it just kind of reuses them. Yeah. So it's like, if you hear this at the club, you'd be like, hell yeah, it's Old Town Road, but a little more dancey, sure. Yeah. But I think in terms of, like, casual listening, it we lose what makes the original interesting. Yeah, and also, I mean, this isn't really like a knock against it, just an observation, but Mm -hmm. like a lot less bass range Mm. in this version. I mean, the original had those 808s with the really big, like, bassy, you know, and it it drops a lot of that and sort of moves it up. Yeah, it's a much treblier remix. And that's this version. Yeah. I mean, I, did we mention that it is a remix of the Billy Ray Cyrus version? So That's like, worth that noting. Verse is in there. Most of them are. So yeah, you yes. get the Billy Ray Cyrus verse in there. Um, and worth mentioning, the album art for all of these remixes, as we talked about off air, features right. a variety of different horses. Starting with this represent. one, and then the next two. And the next two seem to represent the different uh, people involved. So you got yeah. the black horse seems to be the consistent one. So I'm assuming that's Lil Nas X. I'm saying that now so people don't think I'm just racistly assuming that the black horse <laughs> is the black guy. Right. Um, and then you've got a white horse and a uh, like a sort of orangey-brown horse. Yeah, like a lighter orangey-brown. Who um, are presumably, you know, the other guys in the song. Billy Ray Cyrus and Diplo. Now, it gets confusing when we come to the next remix with Billy Ray Cyrus, um, Young Thug, and Mason... Ramsey. Can't nobody tell me nothing. They can't tell me. Can't nobody tell me nothing. They can't tell me. Can't tell me. Because
because the white horse becomes tiny and is obviously for the child, Mason Ramsey, who's the, the famous yodeling, Walmart yodeling child. Yeah. Um, and then there's a dark brown horse who I, I'm guessing must be uh, must be Billy Ray, but it wasn't a dark brown horse on the... the yeah, I'm assuming that the most prominent one, the green horse, yeah, has <laughs> represents to Young, thug. young Thug, but I, I don't right? know if he's associated with the color green. But it's, it doesn't seem likely he'd be any other color of horse. Yeah. And so we need to talk about Young Thug, who is essentially one of the pioneers of country trap um, with his album Beautiful Thugger Girls in 2017. Uh, let's see here. In an interview with Billboard in March 2019, the producer Young Keo said that he would want he would want Young Thug for a remix of Old Town Road, saying, "I've listened to every single song of his, and I think he's qualified to do this remix. I've listened to Beautiful Thugger Girls, and he has some country vibes on there, which is a funny thing to say about an album that kind of, is in some ways, established and defined the genre. It's, yeah, right. I think maybe he can do this. Yeah, okay, Young Keo. Do okay. Um, and of course, I think uh, Lil Nas X listed him as an inspiration in this process. A process of making this song so clearly he has an influence on the rapper himself and this yeah. like sensible bringing mason ramsey on the track is where things kind of get off the track for me it's like okay now we're just adding in like right you just kids like, like this this is popular right now like who can we appeal to mm-hmm. sort of thing but it's also i don't know it's it's weird kind of the way they do it because it's a remix mm-hmm. but it's done very much just as if it were like the Billy Ray Cyrus one, like it's just more verses, more verses. Yeah, you, what you really find in terms of additions is um, who's singing stuff and where. Yeah, so which like is the like chorus, fine. It just feels like a bigger collaboration. Yeah. So the added elements on this are the immediate yeehaw from Young Thug, yeehaw, and then of course we get Billy Ray and Young Thug on the opening chorus, and then a woo tacked onto the end of it. yeah some like more things added from from young thug and then he gets his own verse yes uh which is very very young thug-esque i imagine um i listened to a bit of uh beautiful thugger girls uh i'm really paying attention to the lyrics though but um so his verse is maserati rowdy got a v12 for my bride skirt uh, Foggy Rocky Road got a three-wheeler inside. Hey, all I want to do is take a pill, catch chill vibe. Real Prince, I'm really the real Dawn. I'm going to take a horse to the South Berry Road. Hey, I don't remember her name, but I painted on her nose. Hey, country money, I don't got to do no chores. I'm a menace. I got women trying to sneak me through their doors. Skirt. So it's, it's another verse that's kind of about being a cowboy and kind of about being wealthy? Yeah, and so he kind of takes the approach of, like, the Maserati is for my wife. Me, I have this rugged vehicle, this three-wheeler that he keeps inside, which right. is not, of course, a tricycle, but, <laughs> like, some sort of ATV. But yeah, like, off-road, off-road vehicle. Yeah. Um, and referencing dirty. Getting dirty, and then he references, of course, this sort of, uh, you know, building on the lean reference. He's like, all I want to do is take pills and chill out. Uh, and of course he takes a horse to the Southbury Road, which is in Atlanta, Georgia, which is a busy street there. Yeah. So he's saying, I've got the cowboy swagger. I'll take it, in I'll that take it, it is right into the urban heart. Absolutely not a place there would be a horse generally. Got no horses allowed there. Like a signs. Um, I don't know about painting on the nose. Maybe that's why the horse is green. Yeah. Oh, I get it. It's jizz. 
It's Chiz, yeah. He, I don't remember her name, but I painted on Yeah, he, he busted on her face. and, and <laughs> Took me a minute, but I'm yeah, on board now. You're on board uh, now. Well, on board's maybe the wrong word. I'm up to speed. You're up to speed, yeah. You're not on board with face painting off the nose? <laughs> this is one of your classical rap, like, I have just, sex with many women. I'm, I'm just not going to, I'm going to reserve judgment. Yeah, not, I'll say. not going to say anything. If everybody yet. involved in that arrangement is fine with that, fine. I'm fine with it. Yeah, go for it. Um... Country money, he doesn't have to do any chores. He doesn't have to do anything he likes because he's got that money. Country money, I guess. Because it's accepted nationally. Yeah, in the country. <laughs> um, and of course, he's got women trying to sneak him through the back doors because he's a bad boy. He's a bit of an outlaw. Rough and, and tumble. He's desirable. Desirable, and women love getting their noses painted by him. Yeah. Easy. And then he does the, the refrain, the can't nobody tell me nothing, and does a right. real, like... It's like a, a very a strong throaty. affect. Yeah, strong Can't affect. nobody tell me nothing. <laughs> so, yeah, there's no mistaking that um, it's the same verse for sure. Yeah, and so that gets tucked or in before the Billy Ray verse. Singer. We come onto the bridge where Mason Ramsey features with his little child voice. And if yeah. you didn't know who I Mason first heard Ramsey and was, I was like, oh, in. that's a child, which it is. But then I was worried for him and I was like, maybe it's just someone who sounds like a child. Yeah, you're no, like, hang on. It's no, a child. it's a literal child. Who yodels. And not here, though. Not here, though, but in if you go to the right Walmart, he'll yodel for you. So he, he's got a verse that is, of course, about being a, a farmer, because he must be some farm kid, right? Like, <laughs> Seems likely. But it's rich, funny, rich it's farmer, very, like, yeah. it feels more juvenile. I mean, obviously, he's not talking about jizzing on faces, <laughs> which is, like, a big part of that. But he is, once again, talking about, like, off-road vehicles and like hope i don't scare the cow and like that's pretty much it yeah so he's hop up in my razor got a thousand acres so yeah you get your like your wealth acclaim i have yeah. a expensive farm vehicle and a thousand acres on which to ride around ride up on the cows with it pray that it don't phase her which i take to mean i hope that she doesn't have a heart attack and die yeah because my big scary atv don't want to spook the cattle and then he says ayo ayo Yippee, okay. If you ain't got no giddy up, then giddy out my way. Yeah. That's pretty I'm, fun. <laughs> it's like very amusing that there's just a child on this who that gets his own verse. Yeah, and then I think they give him exactly the right amount of space. With four lines. You get two rhyming couplets. He gets to kind of do a little bit of almost yodeling. Like yeah. it's thematic enough. Yeah, and that's the, the real differences on this. You also get the yeehaw and the outro from Young Fug. So it's like, it's fun. It doesn't hit the same way that the first remix does, which I think just kind of had the like, the sort of zeitgeist behind it. Yeah, it was the first one. And like, it doesn't necessarily feel like the other verses. Well, we talked about going from the first one, which is, you know, more of a demo, and then the Billy Ray Cyrus version, which feels more complete this mm -hmm. maybe if that hadn't existed this would be the complete feeling version but because it does exist it feel, felt like we didn't necessarily need to add more yeah it was kind of a hat on a hat scenario yes a cowboy hat on a, on a cowboy smaller hat. cowboy hat <laughs> uh, i mean cowboy hats are notoriously easy to stack but um, but they look a bit silly when you they do, do look a bit silly. So like it works fine, but yeah, it does feel a bit superfluous. Yeah, hundred percent. 
Um, but of course, its purpose was to just kind of keep it in the popular consciousness and yeah. keep the the remix track on the. And chart. I don't know if that worked specifically, but if it didn't work, then it, like it it stayed popular anyway. So it exactly. Matter. So I mean, yeah, it was a success regardless. Yeah. Um, and then we come to the final official remix, uh, featuring RM, which yes. is short for Rap Monster from BTS, the Korean pop yes. group. Yeah, I'm gonna take my horse through the salt town road. I'm gonna. Ride till I can't no more. I'm gonna take my horse to the salt town road. I'm gonna ride till I can't. Um, and of course, Arm is in fact the leader of BTS. On this and one is the head rapper. The head rapper, naturally, or lead rapper, or whatever. Lead rapper. Main rapper. Damn it, Mr. Rapper. He's the head rapper man. <laughs> Um, this was released on July, and let's talk about the the short time frame that was released here. So the first remix. Yeah, I mean, this came is out. like all 2019. Yeah. So it was April 29th to get the first remix, which is about a month after the re-release of the original track, which first released at the in at the end of 2018 in December. Um. Then July 12th, you get the Young Thug and Mason Ramsey remix. Then, not even two weeks later, you get the the Soul Town Road remix. Soul being the uh, <laughs> Korean capital, released yeah, on July capital, 24th. South, like. That I didn't notice. I like. I didn't see that it was the Soul Town Road, and that he says Soul Town Road. But that's actually very funny. It is. I think that's a. <laughs> that's fun. Like as much as this version is not that exciting because it really is just. It, interestingly enough, it's a remix of the original, not of the Billy Ray Cyrus remix. Right. But it's again, once again, very like amusing. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, one. Uh, we talked about the horses. This one has a purple horse on the front. That's right. So that is uh, um, your BTS. I think B- Black Horse I think and a Purple Horse. My understanding of K-pop is that uh, certain groups will have certain colors associated with them. So when you go to a K-pop event where they have a bunch of them, you wear you rep your uh, your K-pop group's color to show rep your colors. Who, who you're. Yeah, real gang culture there. Wow. But um, and this is just a shot in the dark. But I'm assuming purple is the BTS color. I mean, it's got to be right, <laughs> or yeah. at least like RM. If his is not the same. Yeah, if his is not the same as the group. Yeah. Um, yeah, so you get him saying, I'm going to take my horse to the Soul Town Road. You get R&M on the intro instead of Lil Nas X. Uh, and his verse is uh, a very, it's actually really based in Korean farming, which yeah, is Yeah, and now we're talking about, like, rural Korea. So it's just fucking <laughs> <Yeah>. wild, man. <laughs> so his is, I got the homies in my bag, and the homies is H-O-M-I-S. And those are a, uh, like, a rural Korean farming tool. This is like an old farming implement, like Bronze Age. Bronze Age, and they're kind of like a catch-all tool. They do everything you would need to do with farming. It's meant to be used for digging, weeding, and mounding. Uh, So he's got the homies in my bags. Have you heard of that? Homies made of steel from Korea. They're the best. So yeah, he's mostly just talking about like Korean farm implements. Yeah, and then we get a fun wordplay. Riding to the farm, grabbing all the corn. We gonna get your money with my homie in your backyard. Right, so, yes. So him and his friend won guess, and also presumably equipped with the Korean homie. Yeah, I guess that's stealing the your pun, corn. Is homie as in farm implement versus homie as in friend. Which is a lot more constructive than like ho. Yeah. Generally. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess there could have been a ho joke in there, but... Not, but not, they not went for the, the Korean, Korean path, yeah, which is for your friends instead. Um, and also, they apparently he apparently says, "Take my horse to the Soul Town Road." You can't really tell. 
Mm -hmm, because it's like it's close enough that if you didn't read the lyrics you'd be like did he say did it say oh yeah yeah because it's the soul town road and it's the emphasis is still on the o so you're like what did he say so very amusing also very basic cover yeah or remix i guess remix he does his own barely qualifies as a remix does his own verse and then also the intro yeah. Of course. So the, yeah. the the remixes after the Billy Ray one are fun, but in terms of like additive, they don't really uh make a more out of the version. Like if no, it not, not really. for the sort of popular culture, I, they, like they wouldn't have been built if the song wasn't as in the zeitgeist as it was, but if they had been without that kind of popularity behind it, it would come off as beating a dead horse. <laughs> ha! Oh. Oh. All right, Alex. <laughs> Um, so that's your official versions of this, all 20 of them. Let's talk about some of the covers. Yeah, we got a couple of those. Mm-hmm. And they, they vary in range. This was a tough one. A lot of people took similar paths on this. So when making this playlist, I, I was just like, oh, wait, these are all metal covers, or these are all acoustic covers. And I really had to pick and choose here, but I think I got an okay selection. I think so, too. Let's, Let's start with... It. Walk off the earth in 2019. Yes. The Canadian indie pop band. I've written here from Canada. I think I meant to write Ontario. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they're, uh, we've talked about them before. Yes, we have. Um, uh, For a Christmas cover, I believe. For sure. Ooh, was it Black Hole Sun? Okay. They did like a pian- solo piano album. It was like Walk of the Earth Presents. Oh, it was uh, Mike Beard Guy Taylor. So yeah. he was a yeah. former member of the band because he died of natural causes at the age of 51. Yeah. Which is weird. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we did the, yeah, that cover, Black Hole Sun. I don't, I think there was another one, but I can't remember. I think it was a Christmas cover. But that might it just be because this plausible. version has handbells in it. It does have handbells in it. This is kind of like if you, it's very much a like made for YouTube kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like in the, I guess, tradition of like, here, here it goes again. Um, yes. Like and novel also that's... music videos. Like look at all this like choreography, like unusual choreography we're doing. Where in mm-hmm. this case, it's like they're playing handbells. And I mean, I'm getting to the video, but that's kind of what yeah, the I think song they're is. kind of interwoven. So in the video, um, they're all yeah. sat around a table and they uh, have a. Yeah, they're on the floor, I think. And it, there's a briefcase in between them. Oh, it's a briefcase. They're okay. using it like as percussion. Yeah. And that, it has like bowls of change on it. It has some cups yeah. and like mugs. And they have each of them has like two to three handbells. They're kind of in charge of some of those handbells are fucking huge, fucking too. huge. Like I, you can't play just one of those with one hand. Like there's mm-hmm. no way. Maybe if you're like Clarence Clemens, who is fucking or was fucking massive. Yeah, like a linebacker type. But yeah, but yeah, those things are. It's like monstrous. bigger than my head. Bigger yeah. than their heads. And so when you get to see them play this, it's kind of your your stomp esque style of percussion where they're yeah. using. The, yeah, you know, she dips like the, the lead singer or the one of the lead singers, the female vocals will dip her hand in the, the thing of change every so often to make a kind of noise. And then that plays in with these bells that are going off and these yeah. tapping of uh, like cups and mugs. Yeah, for percussion. And it's very like, I mean, I guess music concrete. 
Yes, that would sort be of just an like accurate use of that term. Making sound with things that are not necessarily instruments, uh, obviously not counting the handbells, uh, mm-hmm. to the point where some of it kind of sounds like like the intro of Money by Pink Floyd. Right. <laughs> because that's yeah, like a bit. money and ripping paper and stuff yeah exactly yeah like that too. and like that um uh all i want to do papers. is <laughs> and take your money you know uh, that yeah. one pa- paper paper airplane paper yeah paper, it might planes, be the one. paper planes paper planes yeah yeah am i um um so yeah, we open with whistling stuff. we get that it's whistling a cash from register the, that's what that's what that's what called. it is <laughs> Um, yeah, and the, uh, and that's kind of the sound, that's, that's, they make the general, like, melody and harmony with those. Yeah. So they make that, um, we open with the female vocalist for the chorus, we switch to the male vocalist for the verses. Yeah, and they kind of team up at later mm-hmm. points, and there's a, actually two male vocalists. Oh yeah, that's I right. Believe. And then and they do all, I think, team up on some harmonies in the yeah. refrain. And uh, like it's it's amusing. Yeah, it is an amusing. I mean, internet it was song. It's yeah, it is very much like an internet song, very much like a novelty. But it's kind of mm-hmm. cool because I mean, you don't hear handbells very often. Yeah, so it's amusing uh, to hear them, especially on not a Christmas song. Yeah, and it does give the song a Christmas tinge. <laughs> a little bit, Christmas a little cowboy. Bit. Yeah. Um, but other than that. I mean, it's not like they change any lyrics or anything, so. Mm-hmm. No, they do no kind of what you'd expect. They all come in on certain lines, like in the second verse when it says, you can go and ask her. They all jump in on that. I've been cheating on my baby. You can go and ask her. Yeah, and once again, we move a lot more into the like mid and treble ranges. Yeah. Uh, or mid and high ranges, I guess. Trebly ranges, which they don't have any like big bass drums that they're playing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it really seems like like it's more made for the video and kind of to, um, I guess, like capitalize off of just the popularity of the song. Yeah, because this, this song is April nineteenth, twenty nineteen, which is like not that long after it was. Yeah, it was re released to yeah. the charts under yeah. Columbia Records. Yeah, it is that real like, hey, the song's simple enough, we can probably get some clout off this. Not saying that these guys didn't necessarily like yeah. this song, but it And they is. already had like some success before mm-hmm. that. It's not like this is the thing that broke them out. They did that thing with all the hands on the guitar. That's right. So it just seems like a natural progression of their style of musicianship where they are YouTube performers. It's it's visual and audio. Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, all this to say, a fun novelty cover. And this song is, just in general, a fun song. So building on that concept by just doing a fun interpretation of it, I think sits well with me. Yeah, like half of the story of the song is just the fact that it is popular. Mm-hmm. You know? like Yeah, it's, truthfully. It's a very strange situation, as amusing as it is as a song. Yeah, it is. It's a song that is, in some ways, popular. Like its popularity it. is, like, a big part of just its story yeah it kind of makes sense um what else makes sense is to move on to the next song we're going to talk about which is by the animal and me i think we've talked about before i think we have i i couldn't find out what 
It was though, because they have a cover of Better Now, but I, it wasn't on our playlist. Oh, so okay. Mm-hmm. I wasn't sure what song it was, but they I seem familiar. They definitely seem familiar. They're like a so they're a power trio, or at least a trio, from, <laughs> formed in 2012 in the San Francisco area. Um, they're uh, sort of like metal, metalcore maybe. Yeah, some Heavy kind of like metal. metally, like hardcore-ish. I don't know exactly what the descriptor would be, but those are the two things I got out of it: metal and hardcore. Yeah, which are kind of related anyway. And um, because I remember their music video style too. Because to touch on it, because it's not worth discussing in depth. It's uh, it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Why would you? It's just them in the studio, and you see their studio setup. You can see their their digital audio workshop. Quite exciting stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, you right. See I saying. like. <laughs> I do like their album artwork, which is very clearly just like a a bad Photoshop of a cowboy hat on top of a photo of them recording the song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's good stuff. Um, this version is, I think it's a well put together genre piece. Is my I, my I would review. I would agree with that. Um, in that, yeah, it feels feels reasonable. They 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 throw in the the screamy bits. You got some screaming going on. Yeah, as you might expect from these hardcore types. Yeah. Um, so you got the clean vocals on the the woman, the female vocalist, and then the mm-hmm. dirty vocals on the oh, dude. Right, clean vocals and dirty vocals. I forgot we. Called I think there's that. actually. I think it's a different word than dirty they use, isn't it? But it might be dirty. Yeah, I think that might be it actually. Okay. But yeah, that's your split of vocal work. Yeah. Now that so I'm sh- watching their music video, like I recognize these people, but I don't remember what from. I know, right? I cannot for the life of me remember what they did. Um. Yeah, so you get what you would expect from this style of genre cover. You get the female voice coming in with the chorus. Um, then you get the verses on these harsh, dirty vocals. Mm-hmm. And then she comes back in for the refrain. It's that, that you know, that jump between gentle and, and rough. Yeah, followed so like, by, mm-hmm. pretty good contrast. Yeah. In terms of that, like, the way the dynamics work with that. Uh, the other thing is, the other thing that I noticed, um, like, a lot of times when you get these sort of metal translations, you kind of get very straight chugging the whole time. Yeah. But they're they're using their their chugging pattern is based on the like beat of the original. Right. Which is definitely a better idea than just going straight chugging the whole Yeah, time. going for the textbook chug. Yeah. Which they um, do sometimes, yeah. but like that's kind of like a chorus thing anyway. Yeah, so you, where you're in the chorus, it's all energy. Let's just get the chug in there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and you get your, like, high guitar arpeggios and sections, a lot of double, triple kick action going on. You get the breakdown yeah. for the Billy Ray verse first half, build up in the second half. Yeah. So, pretty straight conceptually, but just, yeah, moving it into the metal area. Yeah, I would say, like, if, if they delivered this to me, if I was the music producer, and they're like, check this out, I'd be like, this is a great example of the genre but it does not really tell me who you guys are as musicians. And also, I mean, there's no yeehaw energy in this. That's version. true. We are fully lacking yeehaw. Um, if this, if the, you tried to submit this for the yeehaw challenge, you would get a zero out of ten. Yeah, it'd be a yeehaw disqualified, <laughs> which is maybe fine, but like, also, it's true. So yeah, hey, metal banjo, how would that work out? I think that would work out amazingly. 
Yeah. You'd have See, to that's, set it up properly. That's what I'm talking about. This thing needs, and it's, it's a complete version, but you need to do a second draft where you, you either lean into more of what makes your band your band or lean into more of the country element and see how you can metalify that. Yeah, and I couldn't honestly say what makes this band this band because I because I don't know them. them. Don't but know. if this band is just a generic band, well then they hit they hit it on the head with this one. Yeah, and again, I think this is solidly built, very cool, but it just needs a little more. If we're gonna make that money yeah, here, it folks, could, it could yeah, it's like almost almost there for something special. Yeah, could be great, but it is really good right now. Um. So we're going to talk about Tiffany Alford instead. In uh, I'm going to take my horse to the old town road. I'm going to ride till I can't no more. I'm going to take my horse to the old town road. I'm going to ride till I can't no more. I got the... I think they're all 2019, aren't they? Uh, Yeah. As yeah. far as I could tell. As far as I could tell. Um, Tiffany Alvord, a real... Uh, Stop checking after this. <laughs> YouTube star. We talked about her pretty recently. I, once again, don't remember what for. But I think we've talked about her a couple times, A honestly. couple times, yeah. But I cannot... Like, she has a lot of covers. Yes. That's kind of... I mean, she is... I would say, like, an earlier YouTube star. Yeah. Perhaps. When that not was... Like, a... Not, like, early days of YouTube, necessarily, but, like, earlier breakout. Yeah, where it was a Without little more actually breaking interesting. Out, yeah, because she's very much still a YouTube star, as far mm-hmm. as I can tell. Like, not has not escaped. YouTube. She started maybe posting on YouTube in two thousand eight. That's pretty early. So that's pretty early. Um. Um. And her fans apparently call themselves Tiffanatics. I mean, I feel like. There's ambiguous because there's other Tiffany. There's at least one other Tiffany. There's at least one other Tiffany uh, with maybe use, more, uh, more claim for, to that. Um, but fair. I mean, if they don't, if their fans don't call themselves Tiffanatics, then whatever. Yeah, it's a problem. Um, I, I don't identify as a Tiffanatic, unfortunately. Not nor for this Tiffany, I. anyway. No. Um, I find this Tiffany unnerving and also kind of, kind of plain in her, uh, <laughs> in her uh, musical stylings. Oh, yeah. I. I mean, this is pretty much a, a straightforward, like, like soft piano. For, yeah. Right? Um, I think the, the one thing I'll give it, uh, at least, I mean, maybe I'll give it more later. Um, the piano sound they use, I thought was appropriate, because it's kind of that, like, very, very mid-heavy, um, like, honky-tonk, almost, like, sort of sound that you might hear in, like, a saloon. Yeah, or a little bit a of like saloon. that tinkliness in there. Yeah. Um, set my set my digital piano to honky tonk mode. That's right. Um, or what's the other one? Mellow piano. Um, Mellow piano. And that's kind of where it exists. And that's pretty much like there's a bit of of guitar as well. Not a yes, whole lot. Not like, a it's very lot. straightforward chords. Yeah, I suppose. These are the musical elements. What's most interesting, and if you watch the music yeah. video, you get the title. It's the clean version. Yes, it is clean, clean version. So there are a few lines that get swapped out to make it not explicit. And I thought it was a little funny that the original even had an explicit label on it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, I mean, she cleans it up. So. I didn't think it could be. So instead of lean all in her bladder, she says, riding on a tractor, why can't it go faster? Um. Um, Maybe she needs some lean so she doesn't worry about it. Yeah, so it feels faster. (laughs) You're fucked up. (laughs) Uh, 
cheated on my baby becomes really love my baby. Really love my baby. Actually, I didn't check if she says her for that. Mm, I didn't check that either because I actually didn't notice the the change. I was too focused on boobies to smoothies. <laughs> That's a good one. Okay, Go riding in smoothies. Now she does say her. Anyway, uh, yep. I'm just curious. And then uh, later on, doesn't mention the Marlboro Man. No, she mentions uh, Shania Twain. Shania Twain. Who does yeah. not have a, a famous slogan, kick on back. Kick on back. Um, but does she have a song about relaxing? Maybe. I can't spell. She has a song called, uh, Man, I Feel Like a Woman. And I don't know sequel she... to it. Man, I feel like kicking on back. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Classic Shania Twain. Um, I'm not going to look this up anymore. Because there's no, too I... much Shania Twain. Too There's much time. Shania. Um, yeah, those are the changes I found. Those are the those changes four. I found as well, um, which make this a funny listen, if nothing else. Yeah. Oh, also, I do like, I mean, this kind of was true of the original one, but she says the boots that's black to match line, and then mm-hmm. it immediately cuts to her boots, which are like brown. Brown. Like. <laughs> Come on. Anyway, like close up on brown boots. <laughs> anyway. Um, also on the booty line she does a booty slap sorry i'm talking about the video now. yeah let's talk about the video let's talk about the video i've completely just gone off talking about the video it is and um <laughs> i think she's that's mostly fine. just messing around on a farm yeah it becomes almost at a point just like a like a rotating selection of the same like three or four shots of her in different spots singing so yeah she'll be in a wheelbarrow on a horse or you're like a sign of like hey this is a ranch welcome yeah um, um she's on a tractor at one by, point standing by a barn i guess stables and she just has this she has this real baby face like real cherub cheeks or something that yeah really, it looks very young uh, yeah and i find it unsettling <laughs> <laughs> it's it's strange because she's been like this is over a decade into her career i guess mm-hmm. she just seems like she shouldn't be that young <laughs> Yeah, I and I honestly she, don't know if she is or not. But well, yeah, she was 15 in 2008, so in 2018 she would be um, 25. So she was 26 when this came out. Anyway, maybe it's just the way she stares at the camera that's unsettling. Yeah, it's her I big eyes, her chubby cheeks. Um, right. Like I had the other thing baby. on the on the booty line. She like does a booty slap, mm-hmm. but it's like a bit slow. I think like it's not quite like if it was a bit faster, it would like. It would kind of hit with the beat. Yeah. Rang around my booty and you hit the booty. Which is, I mean, I guess they had more money, but one of the things that impressed me about the original music video was just like the production values for what I wouldn't necessarily expect. You mm-hmm. know, they put quite a bit into that. Yeah, they did. Yeah, anyway. Yeah, oh, she ranch, has hay in her mouth footage. at one point. Yeah, it's like uh, just some basic ranch footage with her singing. And oh. then at the. And sometimes yep. when she's singing, she pretends like she's kind of rapping and like moves her hands around awkwardly. Okay. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I know what you're she talking about. She does that. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, that's the um, Tiffany Alvord version. That's the Tiffany Alvord version. At the end, she does that kind of classic yeehaw dance. The sort of one hand up in the air doing the lasso and then the other hand on the hip while you, you kind uh, of yes. hot step. The lasso line dance thing. Yeah. One thing we forgot to mention, she kind of brings in backing vocals eventually that do this like, ah, ah. It's all her. It's all her, obviously. It's all her, baby. I thought that was kind of fun. I thought that was at least taking us away something. from Chester. It was something, right? 
Yeah. Yeah, it was. That was something. Here's something else for you. Caleb Hiles. Yeah, I'm gonna take my horse to the old town road. I'm gonna ride till I can't no more. I'm gonna take my horse to the old town road. I'm gonna ride till I can't no more. Caleb Hiles. He's another YouTube guy. Um, so he rose to fame, to YouTube fame, anyway, with a cover of Let It Go in 2014. Um, mm. He sang for the, the animated series RWBY, which might be pronounced Ruby. I, th- I think it is Ruby. I've heard the name, but I don't actually know what it is. Is it is. associated with like a group of streamers or something? Maybe. It's, I think, an It's associated anime? with Rooster Teeth. Okay. So he sang for that and also the hit Nintendo Adult Minute. Computer animated web series. Sorry, what about Nintendo? He sang for the Nintendo Minute as well. Oh, I must have missed that. Me too. I never watched the Nintendo. Oh, right, I never watched it. I was thinking direct. I was like, I always watch those, but yeah. that's not what it was. Um, and this is like the less hardcore version of uh, The Animal and Me. Yeah, it's another metal version, and in fact does a lot of similar things, like I mentioned the strumming pattern before. Yes. Following the the beat of the original, and it does that, or I guess chugging pattern, to be more specific. Yes. Um, but yeah, it's kind of like, like, does distorted guitar. It's, it's very similar to The Animal in Me, conceptually. Um, it has like kind of less stuff in it like it doesn't have a lot of vocal layers it doesn't have a lot of the other like ambient sounds and stuff that that one had it feels smaller so like if you think the animal and me version is like too busy yeah check this one out but um i didn't think that so it it just feels like a lesser version yeah it does feel a little emptier a little less brave um, I do like the punk rock echoing of nothing in the refrain, though. I totally missed nothing. that. Nothing! Mm. Yeah. But That's it's a little good. too little, you know? Yeah, it's not much. If we had those guys coming in more often, and you kind of made this more of a rowdy punk bar, which would hit the country theme at an angle, right? You get a bit That's of true. that, that That's true. voice of the people. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a miss for me. Yeah, it didn't didn't do much for me either. I don't even it, have much to say about same it. Same with other Tiffany like, Alford. to the other one. Pretty kind much of an same. underwhelming YouTube cover. Yeah, and not even a music video. There's a lyric video. Yeah, it's got him as an anime cowboy in it. But uh, that's it. That's it. Now let's talk about returning artists. We talk about them earlier this month. We did. Uh, for I Feel It Still. This release month. For Feel It Still, we're talking about the Holophonics again. Yeah, I'm gonna take my horse to the old town road. I'm gonna ride till I can't no more. I'm gonna take my horse to the old town road. I'm gonna ride till I can't no more. I got the horses in the back. Horse that is attached. Which is a ska punk group. Yeah, from uh, Dalton, Texas. Uh, there is a video of them performing this. They're like five dudes. They're yep. just like hanging out in a in a room, not the same room. room as Feel It Still. That was like an attic or something. That was like an attic. Yeah, this, this is one, like their drummer's actually in the same room as them. Yeah, how, how exciting for the drummer. The yeah. Um, and this one has the distinct uh, credit of being shorter than the original. That's true, not by much, but a not little by bit. much, but a little bit. I mean, ska is a very energetic genre, so I suppose yeah. they. Uh, but uh, yeah, they like speed it up. But they also Ooh. do verse three, so and it's shorter than the version and it's shorter three. than the yeah. So there's that. Um, basic idea behind this, I mean, Scott translation, 
pretty straightforward for yeah. for the ska parts. You get ska, which means you get skanking on the guitar. Um, you get walking bass line, and you get some horns. Yes. Um, what I thought was interesting on this, though maybe not positive, I'm a little undecided on it, is the sort of like seamlessness of the transfer to the refrain. The can't nobody tell me nothing. At least the first one. The second one, they do a build on it. But the first one, you literally just add in the horns on the the driving rhythm. Like, the rhythm doesn't change, but you just get these horns accenting this. Bam, 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 bam. And then before you know it, the, the refrain's over and you're back to verse two. It was kind of jarring. I suppose. But not necessarily bad, because, like, you're still just riding on this this driving groove. Yeah, and then like later on they drop they kind of drop the ska thing and go from mm-hmm. straighter like kind of punk, like metal affected punk. Yes. Particularly in the the Billy Ray verse. Yeah. 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 So it's kind of they kind of do like that like half and half, but their half and half is ska and then like pop punk. Yeah, which they did on the feel it still but with like ska and more of a, a reggae groove. Which That's might right. seem like a weird distinction, but they, yes, you know, it, I remember it, talking about it felt that. different because they slowed it down for this like really like stinky bass groove, stanky bass groove, even. <laughs> yeah, which I mean, that was cool. This is a similar idea, uh, maybe not quite as interesting, but uh, it's decent go. Mm-hmm. Decent and, go at it, and and fun. And it one forty eight. Who are you? Who, how can I fault him for <laughs> yeah. knocking out a fun thing? I think I like their Feel It Still version better, though. I think which you also kind of implied. I did. I did imply that. Um, it I'm might gonna, even be true. It might even be true. I'm going to X-ply that it's time to get, <laughs> get into our final cover today. Uh, Overspace Game Chops and the legendary... The legendary. K.K. Slider. K.K. Slider. <laughs> All right, so Overspace is a location in Marvel Comics. Okay, that's um, good. Where a bunch of important people hang out, and they're very powerful. And that's presumably where this came from. It's a very powerful cover. Yes. Um, actually, I lied. Overspace is a producer. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I couldn't find much else on Overspace. Yeah, I, I didn't find much explicit um, information, but like looking at their Spotify page, they have a couple of these KK Slider style covers and yeah. like some other stuff that's, you know, like they do synthy beats and people sing that kind of stuff, you know, mm-hmm. like electronic music producer that collaborates with singers and other artists. Uh, and Game Chops is a label. That's right. We talked about them on Song of Storms. They did a sort of like lo-fi chill mix of that. Oh, that was game. I mean, such a long time ago. Such a long time ago, but I gave that (laughs) Um, one a few spins afterwards, so I kind of remember it. And of course, K.K. Slider, Slider. the fictional dog musician from Animal Crossing. fictional anthropomorphic dog, I guess, guitar player and also DJ sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. So Um, if anyone is not familiar with K.K. Slider... K.K. Slider is an Animal Crossing character that comes to your town, because in Animal Crossing you have a town. Comes pr- Usually it's once a week and you can get some piece of music from him. So it'll be a bunch of songs that like 
they'll have they cover a whole range of genres so the and they're named after the genres so kk bossa kk rockabilly that kind of stuff yeah exactly and they kind of bang like a lot of them are really yeah. fucking good <laughs> they're just like fun short little loops of like that genre but they sound like kk slider singing them and what kk slider sounds like is the other animals in animal crossing but auto-tuned essentially yeah he's he like, sings in making just yeah like buzzy sounds so what this is is that that with like a kind of cheap which very very like yeah like midi sounds yeah and animal crossing or i guess animal forest technically originated on the nintendo 64 disk drive so it's like very old school midi sounds yes that it's based in so this one is like purely a novelty yeah um but what I think is interesting, what I thought might have been a cooler take, because he talked about how he sings, he actually has two different versions of each track. He has the acoustic version, which he performs for you live, mm. and the studio version, which typically uses, uh, you know, more different instruments representative of the genre. Right. Typically no vocals on there. Um, so I thought it might have been interesting if they tried to do the full acoustic KK slider take. Or maybe at least include a bit of that in. Or, yeah, like start acoustic KK Slider and yeah. then like build into the final mix. That would be, that I think would be cool. That would be cool. That said, I liked their use of the, the KK vocal track because they even insert some of the like noises he makes. Like, of course, you got the. But when he does the riding on a horse, ha, the ha is his like. Mm. This weird, like, weird little, like, counting noise he'll sometimes do, or if he's, like, kind of feeling a moment in a song, he gives, like, a, uh, uh. Man, I haven't played Animal Crossing in such a long time. I played I it today. remember these little details. He performed for my birthday. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> and he plays a little birthday song. It's quite sweet. Oh. Um, shout out to the fact that it's your birthday uh, Yeah. Today. A shout out to my birthday. Shout um, out to birthdays? Shout out to birthdays in general. Uh, and shout out to y'all for listening to this episode. We're going to get into our final verdicts, though. Yeah, don't have much more to say about KK's Latin Yeah, version. come on, what else is there it's to say? It's a novelty. Oh, I, I do actually have one thing I to say. I imagine a lot of people would find it very annoying, quite frankly. I quite frankly, don't. I'm fine with it. I'll tell you who didn't find it annoying. A little rapper known as Lil Nas X, oh. who has a comment on the YouTube video where he says, Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I mean, we have, we have buy-in from the man himself. Yeah, hell yeah. What else do you want? Um, I'll tell you what we want, our final verdicts, which are the following categories. The worst version, the best version, and the version you would play in the background of the hit video game Red Dead Redemption 2. Red Dead Redemption 2. Yeah, we're bringing it back, baby. All right, Alex, worst version of this. What is it? Oh, man. I mean... Give me the worst remix and the worst cover, because I feel like they're kind of two different categories. Okay, I think the remix I like the least was Diplo. I agree with that. Even though he like does stuff with it, as opposed to the next remix, which is just more verses. I didn't really like what he did with it. So yeah, I'm more in it for the novel Korean farming puns than I'm in it for. uh, I'm definitely in it for the novel Korean farming puns. Undoubtedly. Undoubtedly. So yeah, I agree with that. I think Diplo kind of shines the least because I think the instrumentation on it is. I like to young Keo's credit. I think he did a great job with the nine inch nails track and building on it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, and in terms of other covers, 
worst. I'm I didn't love Tiffany Albert version, but I think the one that left me coldest was Caleb Hiles. I think I gotta agree there too. Yeah. Because I don't know, there was just another better one. Exactly. So it, it has a comparison of what he could have done to be better. Yeah. And even though or, the animal me, like I he think he could have gone somewhere else with it, you know? Yeah. It was just a very straightforward cover that didn't really have much else going on. Yeah, he kind of got outdone in his own territory. Yeah, which there. is kind of also true of the animal in me. Mm-hmm. Like being fairly straightforward, but it just it fell more together. Yeah, it was well put together, right? You know, if you have a straightforward like sandwich or something, you can be like, well, it could be a better sandwich, but it's also good enough. Yeah. And that's where the animal and me version kind of sits for me. So yeah, I agree with you. Caleb Hiles probably put out the worst version. Um, so best remix, Alex, and best uh cover. Best remix. I mean, I've now okay. Like including the Billy Ray side. I would say including the Billy Ray. If you want to give shout outs to another version, which I think you do want to give to Soul Town Road. Kind of do. I mean, it's just very amusing. <laughs> it's like, very amusing. Conceptually, just throw in some like puns. Like I wouldn't even think of those puns. I don't know about Korean farming implements. No. Jeez. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'll, I'll give it to that one then. Yeah. Solid choice. Um, I will give it prominent display of the color purple. Yeah. Hell yeah. I will give it to the, the Billy Ray Cyrus version just because I think it kind of has the the popular story behind it of like rebellion against the billboard country charts and yeah this song does have some good like mythology behind it a hundred percent i mean you were reading this there's like so much story there's like him making the song then there's like the aftermath of that and then it coming off the charts and then going back on back on the like, charts yeah i had to basically successful thing. cut that intro down because yeah. otherwise it would have been 10 minutes there's there's a lot of story here, especially considering like the song itself is so short. It's so short. It is quite funny, but yeah, I think that mythos is a big part of what makes the song compelling, but beyond yeah. the fact that it is catchy as well, but like it has this underdog story attached to it. Mm-hmm. Oh baby, come on. So yeah, the Billy Ray version really exemplifies that attribute. And I think that's why even beyond Korean farming puns, it has to, <laughs> it has to take the number one spot there. Uh, but Alex, what is the best cover? It's a tough one. It's I don't I think know. there's uh, some real. I mean, I know, there's some. I, I mean, I've already here. been. I think pretty obvious about which ones I won't give it to. I don't think I liked the animal in me enough to give I it. Know. To give it best. Um, and <sighs> hmm, ha, hmm. Do you I, it's, do you know? Tough. Do you have? Listen, I gotta I gotta leave it up to the experts on this one. There's only one video I saw that had an amazing comment from Lil Nas X. That's true. Well, well, I don't think that version is the best. Fuck it. It's the best. <laughs> Game Shops, KK Slider, and uh, Overspace. Yeah, I mean, it's amusing. I I think I got to give it to uh, to Walk Off the Earth. I think they that's a great choice. did the most with it, and, like, there's the most, like, interesting stuff going on. As much as it's, like, kind of a novelty, the song is kind of a novelty. Novelty in some way? Yeah. Like, in terms of the way it, like, combines disparate elements, things that we wouldn't normally associate with one another, or perhaps just the general public wouldn't associate, Mm -hmm. like, into, like, with the hip-hop and and country stuff, which are maybe not that dissimilar, ultimately, but certainly, I wouldn't have expected them to come together. No, certainly not. 
Um, yeah, it's almost a microcosm of what we talked about with the Billy Ray Cyrus version, which is like the production story behind it helps the song a lot. Whereas yeah. the video for Walk Off the Earth helps a lot with their version where you're like, this is actually very cool that they've constructed an entire rhythm and melody from big handbells and some spare change in a mug. Like, that's pretty cool. Yeah. And like, get it. You don't often get to see handbells that large. No. So. So, yeah, that's, I think, a solid pick. Um, that's why for the the final category, the Red Dead Redemption version, I'm going to chuck it to walk off the earth because that's all some like kind of natural noises you could throw into the environment of Red Dead Redemption Two. True, and some then of it would sound like you're just riding by something that you have. Yeah, to hear. yeah, you'd play it like going into town or going out, and you hear some cash noises, some bells. You could play it in some of the more wintry areas for a little bit of that Christmas vibe. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's my Red Dead pick. What do you but got, here's the Alex? Thing. I mean, I didn't play Red Dead Two. But you played Red Dead 1. I played so Red Dead 1. Got um, an idea. So, based on my memories of that, I'm pretty sure the Holophonics fit the best, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my, I mean, it's been 10 years, but I, I'm, pretty sure that's, I'm pretty sure that's right. No, I think that fits in, because you know what? Much like the game Red Dead Redemption, the Holophonics are pretty fun. And uh, guitars? Cowboys have those. Brass? That existed back then. They definitely had those. Yeah, pretty much. I don't see. I don't see any reason why this song couldn't have been recorded in 1889. Yeah, I don't see either. And so I think that's a great pick, Alex. And that's our final verdicts. If you got a different opinion, similar opinion, or want to talk to us about a version we didn't talk about, hit us up on Twitter hashtag CoverMePod at Jake the Cressy at some Alex Wise Guy. Send us your comments, questions, concerns, suggestions for future episodes. You can also email us at CoverMePod at gmail.com. Tell your friends about us. We're, you know, we're on Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, your favorite podcasting app. Leave us a review there so people, strangers know about us. Tell friends, tell strangers, tell everyone you know. Tell all the people that you see. It's just me. Follow me down. That's a Doors quote um, and not at all related to Old Town Road. But that's the end of the episode. And as we always say on Cover Me, I'm going to take Cover Me to the Old Town Road. I'm going to listen till I can't no more.